Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. Good evening and welcome to Eyewitness News Live from our studio here at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in Adabraka, Accra. My name is Zoe Abubeidu Ado and I'm here with Kweku Ediamansa. Coming up. My story is this man came and told us that he has to come on the Simple. Violence as Kromayashi demonstration turns chaotic after protesters attempted to defy court order of using designated routes. We'll tell you more as protesters pelt stones at police, injuring some in the process and destroying property. Also coming up, Health Minister Kwekwajiman Menu testifies in court that there was no parliamentary approval for the sole sourcing of Big C General Trading LLC for the procurement of the 200 controversial ambulances under President Mahama. And later, we'll bring in more as Nagrat mounts pressure on government to pay cost of living allowance. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and other stories on Eyewitness News and in business. Economist Professor Gottfried Bokpin reiterates calls for the withdrawal of the electronic transfer levy. Natalie Nete joins us in the next 50 minutes for more in the world of business. Eyewitness News is live across the country on all our affiliates. In the western region, we are on Ajempa 100.7 FM in Takwa Beach, 105.5 FM in Takra, the Bono region, Greener FM. 95.9 in Sunyane, Ashanti region, Focus 94.3 in Kumase, Orange 107.9 FM in Kumase, Volta region, Revival 99.3 FM in Tajavu, VOV Radio 95.7 in Hohoi, Northern region. We are live on Bimbila, Radio Bimbila 91.9 FM. Upper East, quality 88.7 FM in Garu and in the Upper West region, we are on Tongsong 97.3 FM in Wa. We are also live around the globe on citynewsroom.com. You can reach us or you can get interactive with us via 0549 You can share with us your thoughts on the issues um, we have raised so far, including the Chrome ISA demonstration, which turned chaotic this afternoon um, around 2.30. The protesters were supposed to use a designated route. They were in court yesterday after police was unhappy with the route that they had chosen. And the court indicated that they were supposed to use the Nkrumah Circle to Farisco, TUC, and then converge on the Independence Square where they will present their petition to um, a representative from the Flagstaff House. That did not happen today. Hansen Ajiman is here. He has been at the demonstration all day, but we'll be speaking to him later. Let's speak to one of the organizers of this demonstration, Bernard Mona. Um, good evening, sir. Good evening, Zoe. Good evening, 
a very bad evening. It's a bad evening for you because we have seen um, some footages, very um, pictures indicating that all did not end well. Why didn't the demonstration start in the first place? I'm not sure that it can be a good evening for you, who is a lover of our democracy as well. So it should be a bad evening for every true-loving democratic citizen of our land. So I'm surprised that you are extricating yourself from the badness of the day. It's fine. If you want to address yours as having having a, a, a bad evening, that's fine. Let's just go into the details or reason why um, your your protest or demonstration didn't take off today. Why didn't you start in the first place? Well, we had indicated our readiness. And as around 1 p.m., your reporter will tell you, the police led by C.O.P. Yohono, Awuni, Habiba, um, Lanta Idi, and uh, Duku, they came to me and said they wanted to have a meeting with leadership. I called and assembled the rest of the leadership, and we entered into the Kwame Nkrumah Amusement Garden. When we got there, the crowd followed us. We used our own arranged security to ward off the crowd so as to allow us and the police to go to the top to have a meeting. When we got there, we told the police that initially you had agreed to our route. Your only problem was the time of termination. And so we still want to use our route. However, we will not go to the Flagstaff House traffic light as we initially planned. So when we get to the Akwaje intersection, we will turn right towards the ministry. And that as for Independence Square, we have already achieved political independence and we don't want to go there any longer. We want to terminate. So we came speaking to the police. The police, COP and others, decided to make a call, a signal. And then they came back to us that it will not work. Whoever they were speaking to, I have no idea. This morning, I had the privilege, when I was with my team, that the Inspector General of Police called and said, Bernard, I have entreated our police officers to be professional. And I said, we have also finished addressing our people, telling them that we will conduct ourselves within the remit of law and in the most peaceful manner. So, IGP, we give you the highest assurance of our readiness to ensure that this demonstration is peaceful. So when we left and we descended, we had some speeches in the Kwame Nkrumah Amusement Garden. Right after that, we intended to move. I was in the company of Asidun Kesia, Toto Bikwachi. Um, um, what's the name? Oposu uh, Ampofu and Chief uh, uh, um, Desmond in two. As we were walking, all we could see was that police started firing rubber bullets. And tear gas towards us. So as leaders, I told the people to stop pelting back at the police. Because when you throw a tear gas and the people pick it, they throw it back into the police. So I had to go out there, risking my life, telling the people to stop. Somehow we managed to contain them, and we walked back to the circle proper, the Kwame Nkrumah circle. We were there addressing people. I said, Nketia was on top with me, with Otobi Kwachi standing by, with uh, Ofosu Ampofu having finished addressing the people and sitting by. All of us were still in the van addressing the people, only for us to realize that 
they started shooting into the van. The bullet hit people like it was rubber bullets. So Derek Ajay, Prince Derek Ajay and others were hit. So Ajay I don't know where he learned those things from. Before I could realize, he rather laid straight in the, in the vehicle. I noticed that Totobi Kwachi was trying to move towards the police, and his ADC quickly pushed him to the floor and remained him there. Ofosu Ampofu, in an attempt to get off the track, his trouser held onto one part, and he fell. Just imagine this gear track. He fell. Just when he fell, as if they targeted, a tear gas landed right in front of him. Okay. You, you understand? And I, I don't know how I was whisked away. But that will tell you that this is where the leadership is addressing our members. We decided that if you say we will not use our route, we will not move. So if we are not moving, why would you come at us with such violence? Okay. If we are not moving, what crime have we committed if we are not moving? Okay. Now, when did the police agree to using your route? The police agreed on Wednesday, last Wednesday, today is Tuesday. So last Wednesday, with the director of operations, they agreed we'll use our route and that will close at 8 p.m. And then the letter went to court because they... went to court. And today we agreed with them that we will not use the route they have decided to use because we don't know what they have planted and that is why they are insisting on us using. So we will not use the route. But that's clear disorder, I mean, and disregard for the court. That has indicated that you should use a particular route. So if we are not moving, have we committed any crime? We will not use your route. You say you will not allow us to use our route. We are saying that you start firing at that. What, what is that? Okay. What is that? So, y- so if you, you say we should, we are, you want to compel us, and we are saying that the Public Order Act, the law that guides all of us when we have to do mass action, does not allow you to dictate for us where we should use. It doesn't allow you to tell us what time we should start and what time we should uh, terminate. And so in view of the fact that you are pushing us to you a certain route, we will not go. We are staying where we are. Stay put. There have been so many demonstrations in this country where the routes have been clearly outlined. Nothing untoward has happened. Why do you think that there was something going to happen this time? The demonstrators determined our route. And I have led demonstrations for Kwam and Koma Circle terminating at the Flagstaff House. I have led demonstrations from the Kaukudi Park also terminating at the Flagstaff House. I've led demonstrations from Kaukudi Park all the way through the Flagstaff House through to Parliament. And I've led demonstrations from the Kwam and Koma Circle all the way to the ministries. And you remember, we went to the Ministry of Interior. From the Ministry of Interior, we went to Parliament. And from Parliament, we terminated at the presidency. Nothing untoward happened. I have participated in the Doomsaw Vigil in this country. That started after 8 p.m. The police conducted themselves professionally. Today, demonstrators did not move. And you shot at them. So are you saying they shot um, um, when they were not provoked? How were they provoked when the demonstrators wanted to move? They were pelting stones. I I was working. And this was the most painful aspect. Look. I was working. I was in the company of Totobi Asedunketia. I was working. Then I saw the policeman on top. He just targeted his gun. 
and shot. The bullet only fell short of us. And if you start shooting at protesters, what do you want them to do? And see, some of the police and COP Yonu is a very bad man. He's a very bad man. But you can't some be using, you can't, Mr. Mona. I am saying this and I am Ms. saying this. Mr. Mona. He came, there. he came there with people who were wearing red red. Some were even wearing a right Ghana t-shirt. Mr. Mona. When I went to them and said they should leave and give us space. They told me before COP Yonu that they were police officers and they are here to guide their bosses. My question was, why are you wearing red, red? Mr. Mona, these are are allegations we can substantiate here. It is something I am saying. So I'm saying that... It is something I am saying. That this is what happened. We saw when we were standing at the Kwame Nkrumah amusement, some of the officers that were there were in red, red. They were wearing a right Ghana t-shirt. Where were they from? How are you and able to I tell their tell officers? Did you see away, their ID cards? When I went to tell them to move away because we want to shepherd the police in to have a meeting with us, they said they are guiding their bosses and that they are police officers. So what it means is that this attack was premeditated before they arrived there. So when the police started to shoot at us, they started throwing stones at their own because we had already informed our people that no one should throw any stone. By your people through stones anyway no one through stone mr mona no we, we saw stone. we saw the videos live I videos on city tv and you will see me jump out and went and pulled him by his shirt and threw him off and said no no one should throw any stone but they did those who were throwing the stones you will see them in a right ghana t-shirt i tell you they are po- police officers well, those are claims we cannot, um, allegations so you we cannot. cannot sit in the studio there and tell me that they are our people when I'm telling you that they are police officers who were wearing our T-shirts. So the police officers decided to hurt their own by they targeting the police that so that vehicles. They that. They, this is to tell you how violent President Akufado is and he has transmitted his violence disease into the Ghana police service. So the police officers decided to destroy their own vehicles and hurt their That's personnel. That is what they did. Because we, we did everything to contain the situation. And they did everything to scatter us. And they succeeded in scattering us. You wanted to drum home some concerns. You clearly failed at doing that today. No. We have a two-day demonstration. We are speaking to you now. We are doing a press conference at the International Press Center at 6 p.m. We are continuing with our demonstration. The police went to court because they have a problem with our demonstration today. They didn't have a problem with our demonstration tomorrow. Notwithstanding the injuries and the arrests they have made, we have already sent emissaries they are attending to those who have been injured. We have also spoken to our lawyers they are attending to those that they have arrested unlawfully. And we are going to have a press conference, and we are going to continue with our demonstration from the Elwood Sports Stadium tomorrow. How many people have been arrested? So far, we have not been able to count them. But some of our colleagues are going around to be uh, sure the number of people that have been arrested. You are continuing your demonstration tomorrow, but some of your um, protesters are still um, around the um, Nkrumah interchange. Are you telling them to cease fire and call it off for today? Well, we, 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 we were scattered because the police didn't want us to even talk to our protesters. So how do I go there now? As to how I managed to escape, I would say that it is my ADCs who, who succeeded. What? Yes.
if, 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 if I didn't provide my personal security, who understands security? Probably I would have been, I would have been like Totobi Kwachi, who wanted to face the police, but was pushed to the ground by his, 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 his security. How many? But for me, I don't know how they even took me out of the place. They bundled me out. Were any of your protesters injured? Some, I'm told, are injured. Uncle Totobi Kwachi and Co are attending to them around Newtown. I have not seen. I only saw that they shot a rubber bullet on Prince Derek Ajay. That I saw with my naked eye. The other I have not seen. But I got calls that Totobi Kwachi and others were attending to some of the injured people at around Newtown. I think there is a health facility there. Mr. Mona, will you agree that you have failed in bringing your people to have some sort of um, decent demonstration? Because I have led th- numerous demonstrations in this country, but for the fact that President Akufuado is a violent person who has transmitted his violence to the police, this demonstration is orderly. People that you say they should not go to a certain route have decided to stay. Why do you fire at them? What routes are you using tomorrow? We are using from Elwax Sports Stadium through the Chrysler King all the way through to the Liberation Road to the Ministry and terminate at Parliament House in front of Parliament House. Was that part of the route the court ordered that you should use? The court had a problem. The police had a problem with today. They never spoke about tomorrow's demonstration in court. And they actually have told me that they have agreed for us to do the demonstration and that they have no problem with our tomorrow's route. So we'll go ahead with our tomorrow's route. All right, your final words before you leave. We are law-abiding citizens. I want to urge those who can listen to me whilst they are at the Kwame Nkrumah Circle that we should all retreat, go home, take a rest, reflect on how our peaceful demonstration has been scattered by a violent president who uses the police to discourage dissent. But that tomorrow, we are mobilizing at the Elwak Sports Stadium. We'll continue to protest. And that's what we have to do. All right, thank you very much. Uh, Bernard Mona is one of the organizers of the Arise Ghana demonstration, also known as the Chrome Ayeshi demonstration. Um, we'll take a breather here. When we come back, we'll still um, tell you more about this protest um, that happened today. Hansen Ajiman uh, was one um, of our men on the ground, and he'll be giving us updates. He was there, what exactly he saw, and how things panned out. Please stay with us. This is Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You all come back. This is Eyewitness News. My name is Zoe Abubeidu Adu. I'm here with Kweku Diamansa. Joining me in studio is Hansen Ajiman, who was at that protest um, that happened earlier today. It was supposed to take off uh, or, or commence at 8 a.m. Um, it didn't happen till after 2 um, when things turned sour. But the police has released a statement um, on the Arise Ghana demonstration, the Kumaishi demonstration, as they put it. Hansen Ajiman um, will take us through that particular um, 
press release from the Ghana Police Service. Hans, what has the police been saying? So, the, according to the police, um, the demonstration by the Arise Ghana group commenced with demonstrators gathering at your brass port at 8 a.m. Contrary to the court orders, the organizers insisted on using routes leading to the Jubilee House. All attempts to persuade them to comply with the court-approved routes did not yield the expected results. Unfortunately, and without any provocation, the demonstrators began pelting the police with stones. So far, 12 police officers who sustained various degrees of injuries and were treated in the police mobile hospitals have been transferred to the police hospital for further treatment. Some police vehicles have also been damaged. The demonstrators further regrouped and burned ties on the road around Circle. The fire from the burning ties has since been put out by the police. The police therefore had no option but to use tear gas and water cannons to subdue the rioting and restore order. The process is still ongoing. The road has partially been cleared and we urge all road users to continue to bear with us and use alternative routes where possible as we take steps to fully disperse the rioting demonstrators. We wish to assure the public that all those involved in this violent demonstration will be brought to face justice. Signed by Grace Ansa, Akrofichi, Superintendent of Police Director, Public Affairs. Okay, so this the police statement um, that is coming in on the demonstration that um, did not end well. Um, it says 12 police officers have been injured and police vehicles damaged as well. But Hanson, you um, were there since morning. Um, just give us a chronology of how things went when you got to the venue till we saw the chaotic scenes. So in the morning, um, around 8 a.m., demonstrators uh, began um, arriving and gathering at the Obra spot, and uh, most of them clad in red and, and black attires. Um, they had PA system uh, playing songs, some patriotic songs, persons dancing, later placards came in, but it was uncertain as to the time for which they will move. So between the time uh, they were there till around between 8 a.m. till about 12 uh, p.m., uh, the concern really was as to what time the demonstrators were going to move with the context of the court hearing where the court had given directive for the protest to begin at 8 a.m. and for to begin at 8 a.m. and end at 4 p.m. and in contrast to some direct some media interviews that were later granted by some organizers or some of the organizers of the protest on when exactly they were going to start now between 8 to 12 really uh, we didn't get any sort of uh, sign of violence or any of of these things happening but what happened at around 11:30 placards for the protest started arriving now when these placards arrived the began uh, sharing the placards to the demonstrators. So some few minutes to 12, we saw some of these protesters moving up and down uh, along the route from Circle, if we are heading towards uh, the Akwege in interchange. So they'll move and, and get to the, uh, the, the point of the, of the interchange, a bit closer to the last end of the interchange, if you are heading towards Akwege, and then they'll move back to the inner perimeter of the 
Kwame Nkrumah interchange. They did that for some two minutes, and then we decided to follow them to see what exactly was happening. So this was the first standoff, and this happened somewhere around 12 5. Mm. So there was this standoff, but this was not directly between the police and the demonstrators. Some men in black with reflectors, and we reasoned to be internal security that had been arranged by the organizers were preventing the protesters from getting closer to the police at that particular interchange who had done a human barricade to prevent them from using that particular route. So mm. this was around 12.5. Okay. The, those in reflectors were able to convince them and then they moved back to the front of the of brass port. Okay. So let's listen to some of um, the protesters um, you spoke to. When Mahama was in power, we had a demonstration. We went there. I was part of it. Yeah, yeah. What is different now? What has it's changed? True. Is it not the same Ghana? You, the media, should speak the truth. Nobody can stop me. Me. Are you insisting on using this route despite the police barrier? I said, make the leaders. Tell we say what we go. Make them do we all. There is something written. Come on. Come on. They say when the truth is coming, nature bounce for us to perish. Now we are fed up. We are here as a Ghanaian, non-political party. We want the truth. The nation is suffering. Ghana is suffering. The youth have no aim. We have no future. We are crying for our rights. We pay taxes. But we don't know the use. Why do you insist on using this same place when they have blocked the place? We are not insisting. But we have right as a nation. We have right to pass anywhere we want to. Yes. So currently, we are waiting for our leaders to come. When they are here, they will tell us whether they will allow us or not. Because in Ghana here, even though we have laws that govern us, but you don't suppress someone. We have oppressors who are ruling the nation. The youth are suffering. We have nowhere to go. We pay taxes. And we are not seeing what our taxes does. We don't know. We are suffering. We are suffering. So the truth is that today, we have laid down our lives. We want the truth. They should tell us something. But no one can see us from passing here. So clearly from the voice, at around two of the protesters were uh, bent on using that route which the police indicated had been uh, disapproved by the courts. But all they needed was that approval from the uh, organizers, as one of them indicated in his voice. But around 12.30, the, uh, they were, the, the, the police together with the the persons in black and reflectors were able to calm down these protesters. Most of them came back to their brass spot. Then, we, at that point in time, um, COP Tete Yohono came to the demonstration grounds with the commander of the Accra Regional Police Command and they both, together with some other senior officers, entered inside the Kwame Nkrumah uh, amusement garden. So then we followed suit to that place. As we were standing there, then Bernard Mona came in with some other members we supposed to be leaders of the of the Arise Ghana group. He came to take a seat. Um, Sami um, Jemfi came in later. Then they entered into the structure there. Uh, it was a bit of a tussle because in number, a greater number of the protesters wanted to enter that particular building which we later learned was a scheduled meeting between leaders of the group and then um, the demonstrator and the police. Then COP, Tete uh, Yohono, and then the other senior police officers who were at the demonstration ground, 
then entered and they had a meeting. We were not at this particular meeting, so we did we do not know what transpired in that meeting. But when the leaders of the of the of the protesters came out, they addressed the the group or the demonstrators close to the fountain. The first person to address was Sami Jemfi. He told them categorically that they had engaged the police attempting to convince them to use the route from the Obra spot all the way to um, the Aquaje interchange and then to Jubilee House. Okay, so let's listen to Sami Jefide, but let me also indicate that we'll cross over to the Ghana International Press Center to bring you that press conference that Bernard Mona spoke about um, by organizers of the Chrome Ayeshe demonstration. And they you're telling from a police force or Marco Cox. Now, or Marco, you that, sir. I was a demonstration, you know. Yeah, you know, a crime for Frosso near Coriano, Independence Square. Yeah, Jim Bratumunti. Now, I'm Pesa, yeah, them rabbits and something. So, boy, yeah, they are Samuel Akoma appeal courts. And I have filed the lawyer for Frano. Stay application for stay of execution. Now the application is saying, "Emramuno, Enyadia, order now police for answer Kano. I'm moving to media here, Juma, because of processes now you're filing. Now you're behind me, and I'm saying, "Person, be be a bayan to court, maybe be a yasum be. It's as if someone, yeah, yeah, we're going to try no. I can't obi biara." Including a police force. Ministries. Now, I will say, you have a copy of the house, or China, you have a copy of the new parliament, any ministries, or China, you have no money to me, and you have some money to me, or China, you have a jubilee house, and you have ministries, you have a parliament, you have a parliament, you have a parliament, you have a jubilee house, you have a ministries, you have a ministry, you have a police if why your course I say order from above into a month yes and until yes we are going to police if I say we will not go to the independence square today or tomorrow. So that was Sami Jemfi there speaking to protesters. Um, basically, what he's been saying is that they appealed the directive um, from the courts and that they filed a stay of execution. He also said that they had a meeting with the police and told the police to allow them to go through or use the Nima route. And the police said they were not going to allow them to use the Nima route because um, earlier indications were that they would go to the Jubilee House. They told the police that they were not going to use the Jubilee House, and when they get to the Akwaje interchange, they'll use a different route. The police did not agree to that request. And it also says that their route for tomorrow has been agreed upon by the police. Tomorrow they plan to go to the ministries and to Parliament House. 
that has been agreed upon um, by the um, police. So basically, that's what Sami Jemfi um, has been saying. So what, what he was saying essentially was that because yesterday's route had been agreed, and uh, tomorrow's routes had mm. been agreed. And the agreement was that they were going to use um, the Nima route to Akweje through the Jubilee House to the ministries. Then they intend to use that route today since the police do not want them to uh, picket at the Jubilee House. So when they get to Jubilee House, they will not stay there but rather move ahead to the ministries today. But the police, after making some calls and his words in what the police described as calls from above, mm. then decided that they can't agree to that as well. And as a result of that, they resolved to stay at the uh, in, the Kwame Nkrumah Amusement Gardens. Mm. And they were not going to move an inch until the police uh, decide to change its view on, on, on the route they were supposed to use. So this was Sami Genfi. Mm. There were other speeches by Bernard Mona um, and a number of other people who make up the Arise uh, Ghana coalition. Then General Secretary of the NDC, John Senasidun Ketia, made the last statement. When he made a statement, he also cited the fact that a state of of, of, of execution application had been filed at the mm. court and that the constitution guarantees the rights of the Ghanaians to protest and in here the chrome ayership protesters and that they have come here to protest and they have nothing to gain while sitting at the um, at at the amusement park as had been earlier indicated by Sami Genfi. Okay. So then he stated that they were going to march and stick to their original Route mm -hmm. or the plan that they intended to use. Your best friend, Abai, sir, Yati, sir, Nipalu, baby, Ashra, sir, Yamko, I am F, ABC, Yam, and my Yamko, I am F, Minianum, the NTA, ABK, Yamko, I am F, and they say. And yet, I am a four, and what draws from Kubia, Omni Babua, or my Wamu, and she said, Ah, economists, if we are sitting here, and we said, Saumai, Edru Sati, be a year. You are near Ma, as I saw here, you are Namoa, as I saw too, Sadabaya, or my no Bassan and answer. Nadia, Yakofa, I am a Funese, or my no name, Difuana, Wamu Atrasi. One minister for any abiding for Yatrasi are taking wrong decisions. Ama or minor say Abedu Sabre. Sauka said, Who rely on Sanko for now? I'm taking the right decisions here. Any year, any time for no bum, so your process, say, wait, Jitumu said, Obey, we are, let us say, or minor at the time. And Utiminiano.
decisions of Bonia, the Diatra, the Babajas, then two sad decisions in India. Bonia Sadia, the Badiatu, and Tisadia, and the current managers of the economy. Wamu lose credibility. Asembia ni wa wamuka Ghana for Ebejiatu. Fantata <laughs> Medibanum <laughs> <laughs> And your constitutional right, say your demonstration, our memo, and it's our right in Nunyadia. I feel you have passed the police for Wamuka said, Yama Munotis, Yama Munotis, Wamuka said, Wamba Court, Wamua Court, Court to the Assembly, Yasu, your final process, no, so I appeal, I can say. so that was a very lengthy one um, from um, Johnson Esedunketia, who is the General Secretary of the National Democratic Congress. Uh, Hansen will summarize um, what he's been saying. So essentially, the, that speech uh, um, was in two parts. The first part was issues relating to uh, the government strategy towards uh, uh, revitalizing the economy amidst uh, the impact of the COVID-19 and other global economic uh, factors. And he was indicating that it was necessary that the government should come uh, clear on whether it will go to the IMF or not. Because he says the E-Levy for which government says was going to be the solution to a number of problems that were facing the economy have not done the same. And that was necessary for the government to be clear on what its next step will be. But he indicated that he doubts whether or not the Guinean people will agree to any more um, homegrown solutions. And he cites um, allegations of corruption as reason that uh, the persons who are presiding over the economy now are engaged in a number of corrupt activities and that 
they have not uh, judiciously used the resources. So the Ghanaian will not agree to any homegrown solutions that may instill more uh, pressure on, 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 on the Ghanaian or the average Ghanaian. Then he moved to the issue on the demonstration and whether or not they were supposed to be moved. Uh, he says, when it comes to demonstrations in Ghana, the police do not give permits. However, uh, it, they are supposed to notice the police, which they did. The police had a right to go to the court, which they also did. They also have a right to appeal, which they've done. And because they had done the appeal, the original idea or the original plans that they had, uh, which meant that they were supposed to do the protest uh, from uh, and close somewhere about 8 p.m. and use the route through um, Akwaje to the Jubilee House was what they were going to stick to. Mm. And in what looked like um, a, 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 a clear uh, in, in what looked like a, a, a difference between what Sami Jenfi has said and what he said. He indicated mm. that they mm. had nothing doing at the um, Kwame Nkrumah Amusement uh, Gardens and that would they move. would move. And so right after he gave that order, or after his speech, the protesters started moving, moving out of the... Um, the, 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 the Kwame Nkrumah yeah. amusement garden. So at what point did it turn chaotic? So we saw on TV around 2.40 um, throwing of stones or pelting of stones and then subsequent tear gas um, being fired. At so, what point? So because of, of the numbers involved, it, it, it happened immediately after, let's say, half of the people got onto the main uh, street from Obrasport heading towards Akwejing. But because of the sheer number of people who were there, um, we can't tell whether stones were pelted first or tear gas was fired first mm. at the people. But immediately we got out of the, um, amusement, the park. amusement park, we could feel the pain from the tear gas mm. and people were running back, some were falling. So we had to take cover ourselves. Were um, you affected? Yes, I was affected. I had to use, uh, take water from from some shops. The shops were even closing, so it was quite difficult getting water. And so, I mean, as it happens, I tried to move away from the protesters and rather get closer to the police, which is a more secure place. And because they had thrown the tear gas from their end, moving from the protesters to that end also affected me in a bit. A number of um, journalists and later when it got more chaotic and the police were throwing more tear gas or firing more tear gas, it affected they themselves. At the mm. point, the police had to retreat because the tear gas affected them. Even the water that I was using to wash my face, the police officer had to take it from me because he couldn't bear the pain out of the, the tear gas. Okay, so at what point were the um, vehicles also destroyed? And we saw some police officers also hit. So in, in all this, the police officers were situated at one point of the uh, of the road and the, 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 the police officers were also situated at one point of the road. So at the point in, when they were pelting the stones at the police officers, most of the police officers were behind the vehicle so the vehicle at a point in time was as though a form of um of 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 shield 
for them. But they had moved these these vehicles were situated even before or were parked at the place even before it happened. So I'm sure it took the police by surprise. So um, it's not as though the vehicles were parked there to be used as a, a shield, but it caught all of them as a surprise, if I can put it in that way. Mm. And in, in that, uh, at that particular point in time when they were throwing the stones, of course, when the, 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 the stone is thrown into the air and it's coming, it doesn't, the, the person who throws it doesn't really have uh, a hand in the direction. Control. So some went into the, the vehicles, vehicles. Uh, destroying their windscreens and the uh, windows where the passing. But I must say that there was one guy who targeted the, the police um, bus and um, he uh, eventually succeeded in destroying it. Um, so that is what we saw um, watching on TV. Thank you very much. Um, that was Hansen Ajiman. But uh, is the place clear now? Yes. So um, at about um, 4.50 uh, by then the police had cleared all of them. They've been able to move them all the way behind the other drain. Mm. And the police had even retreated back to the Obraspot and had allowed traffic to move now. And just as the police statement indicated, it's not been cleared completely because then you get some of the... Because a two-day protest, some of them are still hanging mm. around and trying to get a sense of direction from the leadership of Arise Ghana. All right, thank you very much. And that was Hansen Ajiman, who was at the protest um, today. This is still Eyewitness News. We're coming to you from our studio at Adabakai in Accra. We take a breather here. When we come back, Health Minister Kweku Ajiman Menu testifies in court that there was no parliamentary approval for the sole sourcing of Big General Trading LLC for the procurement of the 200 controversial ambulances under President Mahama. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News. Let's bring you more stories now. The Greater Accra Branch of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, NAGRAD, has reminded government of the union's demand for a 20% cost of living allowances, COLA. The national leadership of NAGRAD has for some time hinted of a strike if their call for the 20% COLA is not heeded to by the government by the end of June 2022. The union says the demand has become necessary following the continuous surge in fuel prices and transport fares, hiking prices of food staff among other economic hardships. Speaking at a press conference, the Greater Accra Regional Chairman for Nagrat, Henry Tete, Tete Afi, says the demand is legitimate. All these requests, cries, wailing, and gnashing of teeth by teachers has fallen on deaf ears. No attempt has been made by government in this regard. The silence, indifference, and insensitivity being exhibited by government has reached its crescendo. The pain and suffering as a result of this severe economic hardship is simply unbearable at this time. It has gotten to our necks. The teacher has sacrificed so much for this nation, yet we retire into misery and undignified death. This state of affairs should not be allowed to continue. Never, never. We, the Greater Accra Regional Secretariat of Nagrat, wish to add our voice to the call by the other nine regional secretariats of Nagrat 
to demand of our national leadership that if at the end of June 2022 our call for COLA is not heeded to, they should be left with no other option than to pay heed to the client call of our members to lay down our tools. So you have there the Greater Accra Regional Chairman for Nagrat, Henry Tete Tete Afi. In a related development, the Upper East Regional Secretariat of Nagrat is also threatening an industrial action effective July 1, 2022, if government fails to pay teachers a 20% cost of living allowance. Their Regional Chairman has been speaking. through your medium about the deteriorating economic conditions of the teachers and for that matter, Ghanaian workers in general. It is common knowledge that cost of living in Ghana today is rising at the speed of light which has affected and continued to affect the livelihoods of our members who are suffering to build this nation. Prices of fuel, goods and services continue to rise by the day. The introduction of new taxes have worsened the already bad situation. Oh. Yet, the teacher's salary remains the same. <laughs> Between January and now, fuel prices have increased by over 50%. Oh. Should the union, whose core mandate is to promote the welfare of our members, sit on concern? No. While we go through this suffering that has no end in sight? No. We have come to our which end. We can no longer bear the pain and suffering. We therefore demand of our national leadership that if at the end of June 2022 our call for cola is not heeded to, they have no option but to pay heed to the clarion call of our members of Upper East Region to lay down our tools. So you have there John Akunzibe, who is the Upper East Regional Chairman of NAGRAD. You're still listening to Eyewitness News. Netele Nete is on standby to bring us a business news. On Point Blank, um, we'll be dealing with the issue having to do with the health minister um, who was questioned today on the controversial 200 ambulances. And then um, when the organizers of the Arise Ghana demo are ready um, to have that press conference, um, we'll bring you that live as well. Please stay tuned. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get into the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettie Nettie. Let's settle for the details. Former Finance Minister Seth Tekpe has described the electronic transfer levy as an overrated revenue generation policy. The implementation of the e-levy, which commenced in May, was originally expected to help bring in about 6.9 billion Ghana cities this year to show up government's revenue. But the delayed passage of the e-levy bill into law, along with efforts by some sections of the public to not pay the tax, is expected to affect the amount that will be collected by government this year. In a recent post on Twitter, a leading member of the new patriotic party, Gabi Asario Tridaco, noted that the e-levy was delivering only 10% of estimated revenue following its implementation, a remark that has received strong reactions from the minority in parliament, as well as some economists. Speaking on the e-levy in a recent virtual forum on the state of the Ghanaian economy, former finance minister Seth Tekpe downplayed the expected impact of the e-levy. 
pointed it out that he levy is already in the budget. So one, it was not going to make a difference to the deficit that was computed unless the yield levy overperforms, but not the revenue that's coming. I think the yield levy is overhyped, is always, you know, and it's not going to assign for correction. Uh, but we wait to see because it was delayed. The other reason is that it was delayed, you know, January to May. So it may not yield as much for this year, but maybe for next year, you know, and, and, and all that. Sector Press, a former finance minister on his part, economist Professor Gottfried Bokpin, called for the e-levy to be withdrawn. So, um, we do recognize that our tax effort is low. The way to prop it up is not through e-levy. There are two, there, there are too many uh, layers of indirect taxes that all put together contribute to the high productive cost base of doing business in Ghana that makes the private sector uncompetitive, uncompetitive, that undermines household saving capacity. That is a fact. But when it comes to progressive tax collection handles, that is where we have not done well. And the way to, to, to improve that is not through e-levy. Let me tell you something. You see, the evidence we are getting from the ground is that the average Ghanaian is developing coping strategies to offset that tax burden. So, so people are finding alternatives. People are reducing the number of the frequency and volume of normal transactions. This is not good. Godfrey Brockping is an economist and a professor at the University of Ghana. The establishment of the Africa Continental Free Trade Area presents opportunities to boost intra-African trade, create employment and limit the impact of commodity price volatility on participants. On the back of this, stakeholders in the trade and industry sector are exploring ways by which the business community can connect to bigger players across the continent to expand. It is for this reason that the Africa Prosperity Network has introduced the Kweu Summit to allow for African heads of states and other business leaders to come together to come up with an inclusive implementation strategy for Ghana to win the AFCFTA. The Executive Secretary of the Africa Prosperity Network, Hannah Awuku, tells City Business News about how businesses in Ghana can stand to benefit from the summit. We'll bring you that sound later. Sorry for the inconvenience caused there. And finally, leading insurance company Enterprise Group PLC has recorded an increase in revenue of 37% for the year ended 2021, amounting to 1.16 billion Ghana cities. This growth in revenue, according to the company, resulted in profits after tax of 122 million Ghana cities for the year under review. At its 12th annual general meeting held in Accra today, the company declared a dividend of 0.74 Ghana cities for the year 2021, a 20% increase in the dividend paid in 2020. Here's the board chairman of Enterprise Group PLC, Trevor Trevgani. The rebound of the stock exchange reflected in the improved market capitalization, which added 10 billion Ghana CDs to the end of the year to 64 billion. Enterprise Group PLC shares contributed to the growth recorded on the market with 99% growth from the 1.4 Ghana CDs price to 2.79 at the end of 2021. The increase of 99% in share price exceeded the 24% growth in total assets at the end of the year. 
The growth seen in our share price on the market in 2021 is welcoming. However, we continue to engage market position participants so investors can be fully aware of the strength of our businesses. Trevor Trevgani is the board chairman of Enterprise Group PLC. And that's all for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettie Nete. Back to you, Zoe. Thank you very much, Nettie Nete. So as announced earlier, um, the Arise Ghana um, demo, um, organizers, um, organizers of the Kuma Eshi demonstration are having a press conference and uh, now at the Ghana International Press Center. So we'll be crossing over live um, and bring you that feed on what demonstrators are saying with regards to events that happened today, the violence and chaos that were witnessed. It's the police's responsibility to arrest anybody who they deemed to have fouled, fouled, uh, been found foul of the law. So it came as a great shock that the police refused to arrest the gentleman and rather called for reinforcement to prevent the gentleman from being apprehended by the cameras even. In fact, your, your, your cameras were there. So you saw it. For over 15 minutes, the police were refusing. At which point, our colleagues called the regional commander and the director of operations at the headquarters. They came. Unfortunately for us, when we eventually, after about another 15 minutes, managed to enter with them, the gentleman had vanished like 77 slabs of cocaine. He was gone into thin air. We have since given the picture of the gentleman to the regional commander and the director of operations at the police headquarters. They have assured us that they are going to apprehend the gentleman. We will share his pictures with you. And we expect the gentleman to be apprehended and investigations conducted because we wanted a very free from violence demonstration. And we entreat you to follow this to its logical conclusion. Thank you very much. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So, you know what? Oh, good. Um, just for, the, just for uh, those who may be curious about this, I was one of the people on the other side who were injured. The police are claiming 12 of their people were injured. Several of the demonstrators were injured too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, um, members of the press, and good evening. Um, just as my other colleagues um, said, the police from the one um, showed us a bad faith because we had engaged them a month, a clear month. Actually, this demonstration was supposed to have been on the 21st and 22nd. But because of our engagement with the police, we pushed it a week later, so as to be able to have it peaceful. Initially, we wanted to do this 48 hours non-stop. The police said, no, they don't have the logistics to support it during the night. So as a leadership, when we, we, we sat and we discussed it, we agreed that, okay, we will do it two days. The first day, we will go through the route as we agree with them from Brassport through the Green um, Route to Akwaje, then to the uh, Jubilee House. They agreed. Their problem was not the route. Their problem was the time of closing. So when we agreed that, okay, we will, we will close at 10 p.m., they agreed initially. Then later they came back and said, oh, can you do something about it? So on the 23rd, that was the last meeting we had with the police. 
we had the meeting with them, they rather suggested that, okay, we should close at 8. Then we said, no problem, we will close at 8. Just for us to notice that a day before the demonstration, they have gone to court. Now they went to court, and we don't know for some reason, they changed the route, changed the time of starting, time of closing. All right. At the end of the day, our lawyers also file our appeal and then stay of execution. This morning we met with them. They invited us. We met with them. And we tried. We said, okay, if it is Jubilee House, you don't want us to go, we will not go there. Let us just, because we have already gone through everywhere to tell our people what the route are, the time of starting and everything. So we couldn't go back because the time was too close to tell them any, for any changes. So we sat with you that, okay, let us go through the same route. We will not go to the Jubilee House. We will just go to, through Akwaje to the ministry. Because after all, you have already approved this route for the second day. So as to avoid, avoid anything. They said no. So then we said, okay, we will remain at the Obrasport. So that is exactly what happened. As to them throwing the tear gas and rubber bullets and all these things, I believe that um, it is something that they instigated because the people who threw stones at them started from them and we have evidence of that so that is what we are here to we are, we are peaceful people we have done everything possible to have this um, um, demonstration in a peaceful manner but unfortunately um, the party police people decided to do whatever they want to do thank you Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the media, before we take your questions, I would like to add something brief to what has been said already by my colleagues. Ladies and gentlemen of the media, on the 1st of June 2022, Arise Ghana, which is made up of activists from different backgrounds, all the political parties in this country, drivers' unions, civil society, the media, and so on, decided to embark on a peaceful two-day, 48-hour non-stop demonstration. We had earlier scheduled the demonstration for the 21st and 22nd of June, 2022. Even though we are enjoined by Section 1, 1 of the Public Order Act of 1994 to have given the police at least five days' notice, we decided to give the police 20 days' notice so that they could make the necessary preparation to provide us security during the demonstration. Now, you look at the statements being issued by the police and post on their social media handles, and you can clearly see through the PR gimmicks being mounted by the police. PR gimmick intended to brand Arise Ghana as violent, you know, 
citizens of this country. They describe us as rioting demonstrators and all that. No one who intends to embark on a riot will give the police 20 days notice to embark on a riot. It simply doesn't make sense. And so that should tell you that right from the outset, we knew the laws of this country. We knew our civic responsibility as a group and we're committed to keep to that. The police, immediately we handed them that notice, there and then, asked a comrade who delivered the letter, Comrade Bernard Mona, to wait for a response right there. They did not even allow him to leave the office. And what was the response? The response was that they were unable to provide us with 48-hour security and that they were unable to approve the routes we had proposed. What was the route? From a brass port circle through the ring road to Akweje and eventually to the Jubilee House for day one. Day two, from Airwak through to Chrysler traffic lights through Akweje Liberation Road to ministries and eventually to Parliament. The first day of the demonstration we proposed, I mean, in fact, initially we proposed that the demonstration should be 48 hours non-stop. So we wrote back to them and said, look, under the Public Order Act, you are given the power to do only two things. To request for the relocation or the postponement of a demonstration. If you have reasonable grounds, and I want to place emphasis on reasonable grounds, to believe that the demonstration, if held, can lead to violence or undermine public order and public safety or the running of essential services. That is what Section 1.6 of the Public Order Act says. You have not given us any reasonable grounds for which reason you say that you are unable to provide us with 48 hours security. So we disagree. The top hierarchy of the police intervened, invited us to meetings with them. We had two meetings with them. At the first meeting, we couldn't reach any agreement on the routes and the duration of the demonstration. At the second meeting, we went back there with a compromised position in the national interest. We told them that, look, we know that what you're doing is wrong. You do not have the discretion and the powers to do what you're doing. You have not given us any reasonable grounds why we cannot use the Nima Road and the frontage of the Jubilee House. We didn't say we're going to Jubilee House. We said we're going to converge at the frontage of the Jubilee House. And we said, look, this is a public space used by the public on a daily basis and has been used for several demonstrations in time past. They spoke about terrorism attacks in the sub-region. We told them there has not been any terrorism attack anywhere in Africa on the back of a demonstration. And there has not been any terrorism attack in recent time in the night. All the examples you cited, Togo, Mali, Guinea, Burkina Faso, happened during the day. So your fears are far-fetched. But in the public interest and in the interest of peace, we have changed the nature of the demonstration. We won't do it as a 48-hour non-stop demonstration. Somebody says, why do you have to do 48-hour demonstration? It's because of the enormity of the problems confronting us. It's because of the hardships we are facing. Never in the history of this country have we seen, in the history of this fourth republic at least, have we seen inflation hovering around 27, 28%. People are suffering. Never in the history of this country have we seen this naked thievery of state resources. 
like a Japa, like the looting of state lands and all that. And the wastage going on. And so, necessity is laid on us to do something extraordinary for the extraordinary results we want. And that is why we propose a 48-hour non-stop demonstration. We had already communicated that to our members and the general public. But in the interest of peace and cooperation, we agreed and said, we will do the first day demonstration from 12, we will end at 10 p.m. Second day from 12 to 5 p.m. The police said, we don't have any problem with the second day. But for the first day, we will not agree. And you know the reasons, because um, we can't provide you security in the ninth, and the Jubilee House is a security zone. We had a second meeting with them, where we presented a letter to them, accepting their position that the demonstration should not drag until 10. And they actually said, look, we have written a letter to you, signed by the Director of Operations, Henry Otu. We have proposed that you close the first day of the demonstration before night falls. You insist that you will close the demonstration at 10. Can we find the median between 6 and 10? And they said, what about 8? We said, it's okay, we'll close at 8. Some people say, oh, why do you want to do a demonstration deep into the night? We need to explain that. Usually we do demonstrations in this country in the morning. Upon engagements with citizens, various communities, and the groups, the drivers, the kayakers, the cutters, they told us that because of the hardships they are going through, that early morning demonstration will not help some of them and will not make it possible for them to join even though they want to join. Because they need to at least go to work, seek permission, or go to work and make something before they come. So we said we will start at 12, not in the night, like Yvonne Nelson and other celebrities protested against doing so under police protection. We said we start at 12, we will move at 3, we will get to Jubilee House by 4. But because of the large size of the group and the number of speakers who will be speaking, we anticipate that the program will go deep into the night. And that is why we have made arrangement for lighting. And we want to inform you beforehand so that you are not taken unawares and you are able to provide us with security. This was the rationale. The demonstration was not supposed to take place in the night. So they agreed to the route, and we agreed on 8 p.m. Later on, we read in the media that they had gone to court to even oppose the routes and the time they had proposed. Initially, they had proposed 6 p.m. They went to court and said they want us to close at 3 p.m. on the first day. None of us sitting here were served. It was only yesterday that I was informed by Comrade Bed and Mother that he was served. But Arise Ghana goes beyond one member. And so we were not served. We were the first respondents in the case. We were not even represented in court. It was only Comrade Bernard Mona who was represented by his lawyers. The police went to court and said they were not even ready to move the application because they needed time to respond to our affidavit in opposition to the application. You know why? Because they never intended for the demonstration to come on. They were only using the closing time as our organizational plans. Thank God the court insisted on hearing the application, heard the application, and ruled that the demonstration should go happen, but it should take place between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. We were not served with the order, but we took notice of it in the media. And as law-abiding citizens, we decided not to defy the orders of the court. So we invite, we, 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 we advise our brother, Comrade Bernard Bona, who had been served and who was present in court, to do the right thing. An order has been secured against you. Please, if you disagree, 
the law is still the law. What you can do is to file an appeal, and pending that appeal, file a stay of execution. And serve it on the police. And that was done yesterday. Bailiffs of the courts went to the police head office to serve that process. And they went with a cover letter signed by the registrar of the courts. Indicating that the processes were coming from the court. The police told the bailiffs that they are under orders from above not to accept any process from any courts. They didn't accept it. Well, we have not been served, and so if they refuse service, fine. It is only in the Kufuados Ghana that policemen who are officers of the court and are supposed to work in conjunction with the court will refuse to accept processes from the court. So today, we started converging at Obras Post as speakers after speakers have explained, and as you yourself, you know, have already reported, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. By 12.30 p.m., the full complement of the leadership of Arise Ghana were at Obrasports. There was a lot of tension there. And so we decided to engage the leadership of the police because they had read out, out to us yesterday and this morning that they wanted to meet us. So we met with them and said, look, this Nima Road, we use it every day. Allow us to do our peaceful demonstration. Nothing will happen. They said, no, we have a court order, so you can't use that route. Then we said, okay. But in that same vein, we also have filed a stay of execution. So you can't enforce your order. And you know that better than we do. Because you are the people and with the responsibility of enforcing the law. So why do you want to accept one thing from the court, but undermine another process from the court? That is unprofessional of you. No problem. We don't want to fight you. We want a peaceful demonstration. The issues affecting us, for which reason we are embarking on this demonstration, affect you, the police, as well. So, can we come to a compromise? Because your roots and the end location you are proposing or imposing on us has no meaning, has no, no, it is, it is in discord with the purpose of the demonstration. We should go to Independence Square for what? And to address who? There is nobody at the Independence Square. So who should we go to the Independence to address? Look at the size of the Independence Square. We should go there and address who? The demonstration is against the government. The head of the government or the seat of the government is the Jubilee House. Of course, ministries, because the president and his vice work with ministers. So we said we'll go to ministries the second day. And of course, parliament, who are the protectors of the public purse and have oversight over the executive. So we said, can we take out Jubilee House as a compromise? Let us use the ring road. When we get to Akweje, we will branch and go to ministries and address the protesters at ministries and bring the demonstration to a close by 4 p.m. So you want us to close at 4 p.m.? We will close at 4 p.m. But we won't go to Independence Square. What is the distance between Independence Square and ministries? Let's stay at ministries. Why? Because that is where the managers of this country are. And they are the ones we are demonstrating against. And the police have already approved our going to ministries and parliament for tomorrow. So why should you have a problem with us going to ministries? 
They said we should allow them to make some calls. After the calls, they told us that orders from above. This one too, they won't agree to. Then we said, what do you expect us to do? To go by the route you are imposing on us and go and end at Independence Square and go and talk to the empty chairs there or what? And so if that is the case, we don't want a confrontation with you. Then we are not moving. We will stay at our brass spot. So if you were there, I'm sure you heard me addressing the crowd. And I told them that we are for peace. We are not for violence. The police say they will not let us move. But we will also not use their roots. And that we were going to stay at our brass spot. And that is what we're doing. Whilst various speakers were delivering their speeches, we saw the police pushing young men, protesters, who were gathered in front of them. And here I'm talking about the police officers who had mounted a blockade on the road, on, on, on that ring road, you know, stretch of the Kwame Nkrumah interchange. And so we tried moving closer to see what was happening. It was then that we saw the police firing tear gas. And immediately they started firing tear, tear gas. See, the whole thing was choreographed. Immediately they started pushing them, and the, 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 the guys were going back. They started firing tear gas. And then immediately we saw people throwing stones. And these people were not Arise Ghana demonstrators. These were Ajan provocateurs planted in our midst by the police. That is what they did. And that is why even before that incident happened, if you listen to my speech, when I, I first addressed the demonstrators, I said that we have information that there are policemen in a rise Ghana t-shirt among us and they've been sent to cause trouble. I said it before it happened. And we've captured, we arrest people throwing stones at you. We give them to you to arrest and detain and you protect them and shield them from arrest. I mean, where in the world have you seen something like this happen? And even after that provocation, after meting out those brutalities to us, we were still on fast we were not provoked. We managed to gather the people again. You heard some of us speak to them. The language was a language of peace and de-escalation. And we tried to calm nerves. And the situation was stabilized a bit. And when we managed to calm nerves and we're delivering speeches, we're not done. It was just left with about three speakers to speak. Then we saw them driving at top speed. When you are driving your vehicle in the midst of a crowd, at that top speed, what do you expect? And then they started spraying hot water on us. Some of us fell down. Our chairman, members of Arise Ghana were attacked and all that. Totally needless. So even if we are not demonstrating and we decided to stay a circle, is circle not a public space? What is the big deal that in Kufuados, Ghana, you can't demonstrate on the Nima Ring Road, you can't go to the Jubilee House, you can't go to ministries, you can't stay a circle. <laughs> what country are we living in? But we are, not on, we, are, we are on fast by this. And we will not be cowered into silence. We have seen their threats. Our hands are clean. Our conscience is clean. We are not afraid of anything. Because we believe in the course we have chosen for ourselves. We believe in what we are doing. And today, the youth of this country showed in very clear terms that they've had enough of the intimidation. They've had enough of the human rights violation and police brutalities. They've had enough 
of the hardships in the hands of this tyrannical, barbaric administration. And so we will not belabor the point because the job is not yet done. We still have tomorrow. And I can inform you that that demonstration will come off as planned. Fortunately, 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 uh, the police have not opposed the second day of the demonstration. They've not gone to court relative to the second date of the demonstration. They've not sent any signal that they are unhappy with the route, and we don't expect them to do so. And so we've not been served with any orders prohibiting us from demonstrating tomorrow. And therefore, I would like to use this medium to invite all supporters of Arise Ghana, all Ghanaians who turned up for today's historic demonstration, not to relent, not to give up, not to give in, but to arise tomorrow morning as well and meet us at AirWAC. We gave the police 12 p.m., but we would like them to come early so that we can start early and close early. And we are going to stick to the route we communicated to them, we communicated to them, and the route we have all agreed to for the demonstration. And it is our hope that the police will behave responsibly tomorrow. Some of many of the protesters have been injured. Um, we've constituted a team. We are currently visiting them in their homes and in their hospitals and ensuring that they get the needed health care. We are also aware that some of the protesters were arrested and have been detained at Adabraka, uh, the, 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 the police headquarters, and so on. One person was arrested for telling the director of operations of the police that your uniforms are sold with our taxes. Immediately he said that they arrested him. <laughs> that is how ridiculous this thing is. Yet they are issuing statements, playing victim, and trying to create a, 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 an impression that we were there to cause violence. We didn't go there with guns. We didn't go there with tear gas. We didn't go there with sticks. We didn't go there with stones. We went there with our voices. We went there in our numbers. We went there to protest against high cost of fuel. Is that a crime? No. We went there to protest against the obnoxious e-levy, which to us amounts to TV, which is leading to job losses, collapsing the Momo industry, and imposing untold hardships on Ghanaians. We went there to protest against the infamous Ejaboni deal, in which this government is seeking to appropriate the mineral royalties of this country for themselves in perpetuity. We went there to protest against corruption, wastage, profligacy, ostentation. We went there to protest against the looting of state lands, especially the looting of Achimota Forest Reserve lands. So that was Sami Jemfi, um, who is a member of the uh, Arise Ghana demonstration or the organizers um, of that particular demonstration. Earlier you had Prince Derek Ejay. Um, he was injured there. Bernard Mona made mention of him. He also gave his account. And then Rex Omar, 
He's a musician and he's also a member of the Arise Ghana group. We'll take a quick breather here. When we come back, we'll briefly take you through the health minister, Kwekwa Jiman Menu, um, questioning the health ministry's adoption of a sole sourcing procurement option in 2010 in favor of Big C General Trading LLC in procurement of the controversial 200 ambulances. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. So we run out of time, but I'll quickly take you to, through that um, story where the health minister was in court today with regards to the controversial 200 ambulances um, that were procured in 2010. Now, the ambulances have now been described as not fit for purpose. But a former finance minister, Dr. Casey Latoforsing, is being tried for willfully causing financial loss to the state, together with the former chief director of the health ministry, Sylvester Anemana, and the businessman, Richard Jakba. Mr. Kukwajiman told Justice Efiasewa Ansari Botri's court that the health ministry at the time justified the selection of the Big C General Trading LLC on the basis that Big C was instrumental for the procurement of the 200 ambulances. However, the health minister, who is the fourth prosecution witness in the £23 million financial loss trial, testified that there was no document in the ministry which showed that the arrangement for funding was done by Big C General Trading LLC. That will be all for this edition of Eyewitness News. My name is Zoe Abubeidu Ado. Elia Yihed Kwekhu, Adrian Mansasho, produced by Fred Tijabano, Sixtus Dong Ulo, and Bevelin London, with technical support from Daniels Okwashi. City News, we speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-976-732 and get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM and Twitter at City 973.